All right, good evening, a good night of Shabbos, everybody, on this uh, wonderful Thursday night. And uh, it's good to be back, learning, uh, learning our beloved Bovavi again. It's been about a month and a half since our last year, so it's uh, Baruch Hashem. It's good, to, uh, it's good to get back on track and, and uh, keep steiging and developing our, uh, our understanding of our true selves, which is our relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So last time we ended off, we were in the middle of a section of Avas Hashem, loving Hashem. And Bovavi is in the middle of describing to us how to build the first type of love which, uh, of Avas Hashem which is a ava shatluya bedavar. It's a way to love Hashem, but it's dependent on things. Eventually, we're going to learn, as we discussed last time, there's a madriga, there's a level that we're going to get to, which is a love that's independent of anything specific. When it's independent of anything specific, it can never be lost, it can never be broken. If something has a love with a cause, so then if you don't focus on the cause... And uh, you, don't, you don't feel the cause, you don't know the cause, then uh, you can, God forbid, you could lose, lose on that love. But you have to build the relationship through recognition of, of uh, Hakara Satov, right? Through recognizing, and then eventually we can get to a love She'en Kluyabadavar. So, right now, what we're going through is how to create a healthy Ahava, a healthy love with HaKadosh Baruch Hu in its, uh, in its initial stages. Okay, so depending on the print, in mine it's uh, paragraph Kuf Samach page 166. I've seen in some of the, uh, pa- paragraph 166. I've seen in some of the other prints that might be paragraph 165, uh, be it as it may. Uh, let's get going. Let's, uh, let's keep learning. So in the previous paragraph, Bovavi taught us that very often in our own minds, we phrase... Amuna and Bitochen to be Hashem's in charge, and I also need to do Hishtadlis. I know Hashem's in charge. To make Hashem in charge, I need to do Hishtadlis. So Bavavi taught us that's okay. Yet within Hishtadlis, you have to know Hishtadlis is not me either. The very ability to make a Hishtadlis is a gift from Hashem. There are many people that can't put that effort in. So don't think for a second that me putting in Hishtadlus is even me. I need to appreciate not only that Hashem is running the world, I need to appreciate even the ability and the wherewithal, whatever energy I have to go to the interview to get the job or to walk to the store, or whatever it is, to even think about going, all that is, is the Ratzon Hashem. So here we go. Nitin Dugmois Ladavar. Let's give some examples. Ketzat Yikneha Adam, how can a person acquire as hahakara, the recognition shahakol mehakadosh baruch that everything is from HaKadosh baruch Adam Yoshev. Here we go. A person should sit. Vishaitoi shas hasheket. And when we sit, it should be quiet. Good luck. Because quiet doesn't only mean from people around us. Quiet perhaps primarily means from our own brain, right? Sometimes our own mind is disturbing us. The other things that are, that are going through our minds, Rabbi, uh, Rabbi Orlovsky, who was to have in Shul a few months ago, um, in one of his shiurim, this is a shir that he has recorded, not a shir he gave in Shul, but he says, he says, uh, 
You know, why is it when you're standing in a quiet Shmon Esrei, all the best ideas come to your mind? You're starting, you're in Shmon Esrei, you're up to the fifth blessing, you're like, wow, wow, such a great idea. Right? And like you're getting a distracted, like, yeah, but it's, it's actually pretty smart. He says, you know why? Because the first time that everybody in the room is finally quiet, your brain can actually work. Right? It, 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 it actually like has space. So you gotta, you gotta rein it in and make sure you focus on Tvila, make sure you focus on Davening. Um, but uh, quiet means not only from, from that which is around us, but it means even from uh, our, our own minds. So you got to sit quietly, boom is binding, and think. Let's say a person's married. So a person should think, why do I have the merit to have this spouse? Or a person's not married. They could be thinking to themselves, why did I merit to have this friend? A person could be sitting there in their car and thinking, why do I merit to have this car, this specific car? Is it my strength? Was it my abilities? My smartness that made this choice and brought this about? My wisdom? Of course not. This is what I, this is what I need to think. This is what I need to contemplate. This is what I need to be aware of. Raka Kodesh Baruch Hu Nasan Liyaisa. Hakadosh Baruch Hu gave it to me. The Kochach Masai, any wisdom that I have in, in making any good choice I made, Uchadayma, Eina Yalamei Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Even the choice that I made, that's not my Hishtadlus. That is Hishtadlus that Hashem has given me. That also is a gift. Kenis Bainin Adam, and this is how a person should contemplate Al Oid Prat Va Oid Prat. Each detail. Why am I living in this specific apartment? Why am I living in this specific house? Why am I in this dwelling place? And I have what's considered a, a successful buy. Yeah? Successful buy. Whether the successful buy is for my car, my house, uh, the washing machine, the you know that I chose to rent this unit as opposed to a different unit. And that it worked out well. It was matzliach. Yes, by name. Contemplate. Me nosan li esadira hazu. Who who gave this to me? Was I such a? I'm so brilliant to be able to come up with a to make a decision that worked out well. Or is this also this choice from Hashem? Through this. We train ourselves. Each detail. Each detail. Bechol asher In anything that we have. Zman rav. For a nice amount of time. Yoim achar Day after day. We have to do this consistently. Consistently we have to notice that even our hishtadlus that we're putting in is the hishtadlus of the Rabbi Nishleilam. behold. First, we contemplate. Our minds allow us to notice. The achakach, and then afterwards we start talking. Yoimar came bepiv. We say it with our mouth. And what's going to happen is like this: first, we need to notice with our minds and thoughts who gave me the knowledge to even make this hishtadlus, and then I'm going to say, "Hakadosh Baruch Hu It was Hashem. It was Hashem that did this. Now, when I say it was Hashem. I'm talking about a third person. I'm not talking directly to Hashem. I'm talking to you, to somebody else, by saying, so I'm sitting in my room by myself. It's quiet. I have the expansiveness of mind to notice each detail. 
to recognize it, notice it's completely from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And I, I notice it, which allows me to articulate, I say, oh, Hashem gave me this. Hashem allowed me to choose this. And then we're going to train ourselves to speak to Hashem directly. Not that Hashem gave me this, but You, Hashem, have given, given this to me. We learned earlier on in Bovavi the difference between talking to Hashem in second person and talking about Hashem in third person. Until we finally get into our feelings that nothing is with my Kayach. Nothing is with my... Nothing's coming from my Kayach itself. Even the strength that I have is all the strength of the Rabbi Nishleil. Nothing is mine. Even if I happen to be talented in this way, I happen to... No, no, no. Whose wisdom is it? Whose talent is it? This is Hashem's talent. God is the source of everything. If you, our minds are working and we have a specific chachma, specific wisdom that's there, well, guess what? That is wisdom that Hashem has bestowed to me to be a, pre- a treasurer on this. HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives you, gives me something that's not mine and he says, hold on to it. Here's some wisdom. Here's some good information. Here's a good decision. Here's some finances. Here's some joy. Here's some gladness. Here's some way to bring joy to somebody else. This has nothing to do with me. This is not about me. I'm not the one who's smart. It's not my chokhmah. It's the chokhmah Hashem. I'm not putting down my wisdom. But when I say it's my wisdom, what I mean is I'm the one in charge. Hashem has bestowed upon me the ability to have this little bit of wisdom that's his. But it's Hashem's. As they say out in the world, ego is an acronym of elbow God out. Right? You walk through. Take your elbow, you're like, God, out of the way. I'm here, right? You, not enough room for me, right? I elbow God out. That's an ego. There's nothing here. I notice that even within, again, when he's going back to his initial point, don't even think that hishtadlus is something that I'm doing. Hishtadlus is something that I'm using Hashem's kochos properly. It's not my kayach. It's not my strength. It's Hashem's kayach. I'm simply a bal pekodin. I'm somebody who there was a deposit made by me and my responsibility is to guard it. It's never mine. There's wisdom. There's finances. There's talent. Not mine. It's Hashem's talent. It's Hashem's wisdom. It's Hashem's beauty. He's the... I know he's deposited by me to use it. We'll see what that is. Gufai, my body, my finances, my thoughts, my speech, my feelings. There are people who can't feel. The fact that I can feel is Hashem. Everything is HaKadosh Baruch Now what happens with this is once a person is able to feel this, and the way to come to feel it, like Bavavi taught us earlier, is 
through awareness and then speech. Over and over and over. Uh, like grasping this, owning it, owning it, owning this concept. When I merit to own this idea that there is truly nothing that belongs to me. Everything belongs to Hashem. This is a statement that Moshe and Aaron made. What, what are we? What are we? Now this is beautiful. On one hand, I realize I don't have anything. Whatever I think I have, it's deposited by me, but it's really Hashem's. Now listen to this. This is Gishmak. This concept, we would think, ready, is called humility. Yeah? Somebody has a gift, somebody has a talent, somebody has a blessing. To notice it's Hashem's, we'll call that an element of humility. Everything is Hashem, right? Bavavi is going to take us a step further. This is such a beautiful paradigm shift. It's like a light bulb in our brains. Listen to what he shares. This is precious. He says, Zehu Inyan He says, the concept over here is not about becoming humble, acquiring humility. Ella rather, you know what the idea over here is? Tfisas Hamitsias Shehu. You're acquiring reality. You're not acquiring humility by knowing this. You're acquiring reality. This is reality. Everything is Baruch Hu. You don't own your family. You don't own your kids. We don't own our finances. We don't own our wisdoms. We don't own our looks. The Rebbeinu Shleilam owns it. And he spreads beauty around. He spreads beauty around, he spreads blessing around, and a little bit here, a little bit there, more here, less here, whatever it is. Now, why isn't this called humility? This is what I think is, is precious. It's, to me, it was, it's like such a beautiful paradigm shift for me. Many people think humility is like humbling yourself in front of somebody, even if it's Hashem. If I'm humble in front of God, that's not called humility. That's called reality. Right? Humility means I'm lowering myself in front of somebody who's not greater than me. That's humility. When somebody is my peer or somebody's my student and I humble myself, that shows the midah of humility. When I humble myself in front of my Rebbe, in front of an employer, in front of somebody who, whether has a position or in their life is just greater than me, has whatever it is, a big tzaddik, just a big tzaddik. Forget employers. Let's talk about tzaddikim. You walk into the room of a tzaddik and you humble yourself. You're such a humble person. No, you're a realist. <laughs> what else are you going to be? Arrogant in front of a gadol ador? Do sugar? What are you out of, out of your mind? You're not going to call that humility, right? See, what he's saying is so precious. He's saying, notice that once you de- we develop this concept of it's, there, there's no ego at all. 
because there's only Hashem and everything that exists is Hashem's, it's not mine, you're no longer humble. This is not a, there's not a, there's not a process of humility. Now it becomes reality. What else are you going to be? A Balgaiva? You're going to be arrogant? Who are you? What do you have? This is not like being the opposite of a God. This is just, re- you're living in a world of truth, says Bobavi. When, when we're able to, to grasp these, this knowledge, what we're grasping is, I can now live in a world of truth. Anybody who lives in a world where there's ego, they're living in a world of Shekhar. It's just false. Look at me. Yeah, there's Hashem, there's Hashem, yeah, and everything. And I say Baruch Hashem the whole day. The whole day I'm saying Baruch Hashem. I happen to have a knack for good real estate deals. I happen to have a knack of exactly when to invest in Wall Street, you know. So follow me, I'll show you the, it's, it's not, the Rabbani Shalom has bestowed upon you the Chachma to do these things. And that's why there is success. Because the Rebbein Shalom has, a, you have a little bit of the Rebbein Shalom there. I have a little bit of the Rebbein Shalom there. But again, not me. This is, and this is reality. This is reality. And in order to live in such an existence, we have to go over this over and over. We have to view the essence of our lives. I am a watch. I'm a watcher. I'm a watchman. I'm a watchwoman. I'm a per- I'm somebody who's watching over Hashem's things. That's the reality of the world. Everything in the world is rebbeinu shalom. Even our minds, our thoughts, our decisions, rebbeinu shalom. I'm a shomer. Habanim loy Your children are not yours. My children are not mine. Elapikadon mein Hashem yisbarach. It's a deposit. Hashem put these people into your home. Hashem put this into my reality. Hashem put that into your reality. Whatever your reality is, nothing is truly ours. It's a deposit of the Rebbe Nishalom. My wisdom is not mine. It's a deposit. Hashem owns it. He's deposited it by me. Now, as a, if somebody deposits something valuable by you, you're obligated to deal with it responsibly. Can't be negligent. You got to use it appropriately. The finances are not truly mine. The azai and over here, once you get there, once we grasp this concept, there's no longer ego. There's no longer any thoughts of this is me. Everything's Hashem. Everything's His. Everything comes from him. Shali in Yanai, and now in my in my vocabulary, says Bovavi, what does me mean? We use the word me. People say there's no me. No, there is me, says Bovavi. The word Shali, that's fine. Keep it in your vocabulary. But know that when I say I say, when I just said those words, I say, don't think that it's me saying, and I have the ability to talk. But shali, the, whenever I use this word, I, it means, Dovar shanitin li min It's something that Hashem has given me. 
what, when I use the word mine or I, what that has to mean in our minds, when we use these words, as we develop this concept, we're going to stop thinking about me when I say me, and we're going to start thinking about me as a watchman of Hashem's things. Hashem's given this, in order to serve Him. The Sulay Media, and there's nothing else. There's nothing else. All right, let's get one more paragraph over here. Let's, uh, let's get another uh, idea, and then we'll give a synopsis over here. Vihinayam, behold. When a person feels everything is owned by God. Everything's Hashem's. Everything that we see really belongs to Hashem. Now you need Well, let me ask you a question, says Bulvabi. Why does Hashem give this to me? Why am I a watchman? Why am I a watchman over a brain that thinks this way? Why am I a watchman over this body, this specific body? Why am I a watchman over this issue, this problem, or this blessing? Why me? Why me? Again, Hashem owns everything, and He's taking His things and placing it in various places. So now, what I, as a watchman, need to contemplate is why is Hashem doing this? Why did he give me each specific thing? Why did he give me this specific family? Why do you make why do I have this specific decision? Why am I sitting on this specific chair? Why did I choose to buy this specific car? Why am I wearing this specific sweater? Hashem had my brain decide to do that. Why? Why do I have all these things? Because Shahu Ohevoti. Because Hashem loves me. Varisha anything that I've ever been given, him ava elai. It's a revelation of Hashem's love to me. Whatever I have is a revelation of Hashem's love. Everything. My hair is a revelation of Hashem's love. Some people don't have hair. My eyes. Some people don't have eyes. There are people who have eyes and can't see. Why does Hashem give this to me? Because He loves me. So I continue my thinking process and I stand there and I, and I think. And eventually I say, me who, who gave this to me? I'm a watchman. It's not mine. Who gave this to me? You. You You gave this to me. Umadua nasatali. Why'd you give it to me? Because you love me. We're going to go through each, each thing. Every time I'm like, wow, wow, one second. I just breathed. I just spoke. My fingernails are growing. Why? How, how, am, I, how am I able to do all these things? How am I able to have all these things? How, how, how am I able to have electricity? Every time I notice each thing, I'm going to remember, remember HaKadosh Baruch Hu's love. Until these things are so established in my heart that what? What's the, what am I doing with this? HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Hashem loves me. This is where we're going to start getting into Avas Hashem. How do you get to Avas Hashem? In a way that's totally bedavar? I love Hashem. 
how, first notice how much Hashem loves you. I have to first notice how much Hashem loves me. And the way to notice how much Hashem loves me is by noticing every last detail. Chavra, it's so easy to see this in others. So I'll just give an example about others. I'm sure I do this multiple times a day. But that is that, unfortunately, I'm going to say we, but I'm really talking about myself. But we become kids in life who expect things because everybody has it. It's easy for me because my kids are adolescents now. So they say, they expect certain things. Why, why should I give that to you? Why should I buy that for you? Everybody has it. That's the response. Well, every, all my friends have one. Well, yeah, I'm not going to get one and be different than anybody else. It's as if they deserve it. A specific style sneaker. Uh, whatever. A laptop. Whatever it is. Everybody has, deserve it. It's like just expected. It's like, really? Huh. Hmm, interesting. But the truth is, we do this. We're like, one second. What's Bovavi talking about? I have to notice that my eyesight is because Hashem loves me. I mean, most people could see. So shouldn't I also see? Most people can hear. Most people can smell. Most Shouldn't I also be doing? All my friends have one. Me too. I deserve one too. We're not purposely doing this, but that's really what's happening. It's the expectation of it that limits the noticing of how much Hashem loves us. When my kids expect something from me, when I expect something from somebody and they give it to me, I don't have the same love towards them. And I don't see how much they love me because like, oh, of course you give it that to you. You give it to me. It's like, they say you need to sh- come here. It's come here. What else are you going to do? That I shouldn't walk? Everybody gets to walk. Everybody gets to walk. I was once listening to Ashir. This, this beauty. This, this Yid. I, don't, I never met this guy. I want to meet him one day. He did it as a joke. But I think it's, it's, a, it's beautiful. But the joke was, uh, and he's, I was listening to Ashir. It was a podcast. And they said that the sheer sponsored in honor of the 90th birthday of somebody. I don't know. I forget the guy's name. I was listening to the, to the sheer and I wasn't getting the details. But this is what struck me. This, this Yid who's turning 90 sponsored that day's, uh, that day's sheer in honor of reaching his 90th birthday without a walker with tennis balls on the bottom. That was his sponsorship. Yeah. That he reached age 90 without a walker with tennis balls on the bottom. Okay, so it was cute. Everybody got a cute little chuckle, good line, you know. Okay, sometimes the tennis ball thing, you stick tennis balls on the bottom. You know, but you know how beautiful that is? Like, okay, especially at that age. But a person at age 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 40, why do you got to reach, why do we need to reach age 90? To thank Hashem for not having a walker with tennis balls on the bottom. It's Komir. I, I deserve that my legs should work. I, everybody, well, every, most people my age, their legs work. I don't even notice it. All my friends have one. I get one too. No. Says Bovavi, 
Notice Hashem's Ava. Notice Hashem's Ava. But unfortunately, that's what happens. We, it, it's the more we expect something, the less we see the Ava, the less we see, uh, the, the less we see the love. So we have to make ourselves and train ourselves that there's no me. It's not that I deserve it. And anything that I have, it's because Hashem loves me. Hashem, he's giving it to me because he loves me. That's it. Don't do me. It's Hashem's love. And certainly, he says, but in order to, in order to literally live like this, he says, I want to tell you something. This takes days of patiently noticing the specifics. You have to pay, you have to be patient with this. Bimtsinus alfepamim. Bimtsinus means patiently. To patiently notice these things. Alfepamim. Thousands of times. Notice Hashem, my, my feet are working. My feet are walking. Notice it a few times a day. And then the next day again and again and again. Until a point where we stop expecting it to happen and everything is just, wow, Hashem loves me so much. Hashem loves me so much. I'm not taking it for granted. And then you have tens of thousands of times. Do it simply, not intensely. It's not an intense thing. Just simply just notice. Be aware. These things are happening anyway. You got to notice. And with real silence. In a way we're like, our minds are aware. Our minds are, 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 are fully up to this. If we... Work on this avayda. We do this. This is how a person builds. Step one of Avas Hashem. Step one of Avas Hashem is to see how much Hashem loves me through things. Through how much we have. Because that's how you're going to start with any love. We, as we spoke last time, as we learned together last time. That's how relationships start with people. Can't just expect, relationships can't start without any sort of uh, interaction. So there has to be interaction. Sometimes we'll give each other a smile. We'll give each other a gift. We'll give each other our time. We'll give each other the, our, our hand. We'll give each other our help. And then over time, eventually relationships build and build and build. And then you get to a healthy point where you, it's not about things anymore. It's just about a reality. But it has to start with things, with noticing things, things that are being done. And this is how we build stage one. We'll hold it here for this week. And Bez Hashem, in the next year, we will bring the conversation around into an Ahava, how we develop this Mahalachachayim, this approach to life, into a love that's independent of anything and is completely an unbreakable love with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Have a wonderful, wonderful Shabbos Chavar.